hello, welcome back. It's the House of Learning podcast. We're here again. We're back. We are. So Steve, the regular, is with me, Richard, the regular. And then we have a very regular, Jordi <laughs> and Zylesia <laughs> joining us. Welcome. <laughs> so hey. glad to be on. So yeah. It's yeah. exciting. And so we are in January. We've been having this conversation as a church about going deeper. Mm. Um, and next week, it's going to be a shift. We're going to be going into a series on Habakkuk, which is really exciting mm. and Maybe uh, next week there'll be a podcast. We'll p- probably talk about that. Um, yeah, there's some things God's been showing us about like mm-hmm. why he's led us that way. It's really exciting. But that is for next week. And so what we get to do today um, is there's an aspect of going deeper. That I think as a church, we're really intentional about, mm-hmm. like really trying to steward and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have a lot of care for but it wasn't one of the things we were able to take a Sunday for, Mm. and that is worship. Mm. And so, yeah, today we get to sort of quiz these two uh, (laughs) a little bit. And I I think, actually, we should do some introductions. So, so Geordie, people probably know your name because we, you know, we talk talk about you on Sundays (laughs) and things like that. Uh, so you are pastoring worship mm-hmm. at our church, but then Zilesia, I think people would they would recognise your face, yeah, but they yeah, might yeah. not know yeah. the way that you're a part of the team doing that. Yes, so you should say a little bit about that as well. I am super privileged to serve alongside Jordy to minister to the team as a deacon um, with an intentional scope for our our women leaders yeah um but definitely here to to shepherd and support all of our leaders who are part of the creative arts team yeah and so mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a season god has me in right now i'm super no, excited that's really about awesome it. yeah yeah so you two when it comes to like okay who's noodling on this like who's praying about this who's you know mm-hmm. being yeah. curious about this stuff you yeah. guys like you're part of the heartbeat at our church of that space. That's really exciting. Yeah. And I know Steve's really excited because he's been like, man, I can't wait to ask these <laughs> yeah. questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thrilled to have this conversation mm-hmm. because, um, I, I don't know, worship and, and music for me has been a, one of those things that it's, it affects me mm-hmm. deeply. And um, I've learned so much from the both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, have been blessed to uh, be participating in worship with you mm. um, both. And, um, and I've just got, I've always had like questions about mm. worship and what's it look like to, to lead worship at a yeah. church. And mm. um, I've just got a whole list of questions ready to I go that, frankly, I think, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in a room with three people because I think, Richard, you've led worship. Yeah, that was yeah. that was like my old life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I have not. Um, so I'm, I come at it really from a perspective of just someone who's participated, but has never been sort of behind the scenes in it. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be here today. And I love yeah. that even the question that was inside what you were saying there is mm. like, yeah, what does it look like to lead worship? Yeah. Because I think if you've never mm. been a part of it or maybe just never thought about it, it'd be easy to be like, what's Geordie's job? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, he's, uh, it's like, yes. But that's, <laughs> that's like a little bit of it, yeah. you know, it's like, and what's the most important part of your job as a worship leader? Yeah, that's right. And that's actually one question. But mm. then you're also pastoring a team of people yeah. 
like trying to, hmm. I know there's this way, worship isn't just singing, hmm. right? Right, But worship really engages our muscles of like, we have hmm. this beautiful God and beauty matters yeah. and richness matters. Hmm. So you're trying to like pastor a broader hmm. sort of set of things, right? So it's really interesting. I'm, I'm interested like, because yeah. I feel like asking, there's two questions. One is like, what's your job as a worship leader? Hmm. And then one is like, what's your job as a worship pastor? Mm. So that's actually good. Yeah. Like we did an intro mm -hmm. question for you, mm -hmm. Zylicia. That's yeah. like, yeah. now we're getting deep intro questions. Yeah, 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 I love yeah. it. Man, I mean, the first thing I would say to me, worship leading is so much about stewardship um, and hosting something that God is actually kind of doing in mm. the room. So mm. it's so much less about, I guess, coming in with, a full agenda and having yeah. all these things. It's like we come in with, we come in planned. We have songs that we're wanting to sing and lead our church in that. Uh, and a lot of times, honestly, like the, the way we like to do that is to engage uh, and orient people around the idea of Jesus, kind of like a moment in the beginning of our gathering to just look up and to just behold Jesus in his beauty and splendor and, and glorify him. It's a bit more like vertical. And then mm. we have a space after maybe our teaching to have a space of response and it's sometimes a bit more interpersonal because worship isn't just one direction. It's like this conversation that we're having. Mm, it's often yeah. like we, I'd say a lot of times it's prayer uh, put to melody. And so, um, so I think so much of worship leading is stewarding uh, what God is doing in, in the, in the midst and in the, in the moment. Yeah, I love um, that. Mm. I was actually thinking about, uh, this Sunday, I had on mm. my mind that, you know, that verse, like the Lord inhabits mm. or dwells mm. in the praises. Yes. the praises of his people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. And this idea that it's almost like one view of worship is like, yeah, we're kind of like curating this mm -hmm. like worship missile and mm. we're going to fire it up to God. <laughs> but right. actually it's like, no, as we like set our attention and worship on God, like he becomes more intimate mm. yeah. with us, you know? Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah. Jordy, you said something that I that I loved, and and actually I found myself this Sunday, mm. I had missed it. You said, you know, you want to take this time at the beginning of service um, mm. to really just, you know, just pause a little bit and create this, and just recognize the environment, recognize God's mm. present, and this invitation to participate in it. And I found myself, I came in a little bit later uh, this Sunday, and I found like, I think missing that mm. is a big miss on, is something I mm. missed out on. Mm. It's not something I have to do, but I get to do. Yeah. That's right. And I, for everybody listening, I would say don't mm. miss out on that. Like, yeah. take, like come. Yeah. Because that's a, it I, I've noticed personally, mm. that's something that really sets my heart in a different place to totally. be able to just hear that call to worship. And it's not to, I love the way you express that mm. is to, is this recognition of what God's doing. Yeah. yeah. And it is really easy to do that, isn't yeah. it? Because like we have a we have a church culture, mm. not we at our church, uh, although there's a bit of it, but broadly the church has a culture. It's like, yeah, mm. worship is almost like the warm-up. Yeah. Mm. To the right? teaching. Yeah. And mm. the Bible study <laughs> is the main like don't be late for the Bible study and yeah. don't leave right. until the Bible study's finished. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, what if we viewed it as like actually the Bible study is supposed to fuel like a life of intimacy with God, mm. which is a life of worship, which then allows a time of mm. worship and intimacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what what if worship yeah. wasn't the fuel for the Bible study, but it's actually the other way around? Yeah. Like how yeah. would we show up? 
yeah. differently. Yeah. And, I, and that sometimes makes me think like, yeah, are we like doing this all wrong? Like how, <laughs> how would you schedule a gathering if that was true? Like, you know, yeah. how, how would things mm. be different? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, good. it's yeah. so good. Yeah, because I think, I mean, to your point, I think one of the things that we're always wanting to stretch is this idea that worship is so much bigger than just singing. Yeah. It's right. this, it's a posture of surrender. It's a posture of placing Jesus in the center. And so, um, so for me, and I've been in part of like, you know, just different moments where a call to worship is actually really helpful because yeah. I'm walking in from like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, being late, sometimes a, a hard morning yeah. or like, you know, we've got people that are like, dragging some kids through the doors and it's just been chaotic and, and stressful. And sometimes just the simple simplicity of like, uh, meditating on a Psalm or, yeah. um, just having a moment to actually like decompress and acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. we are, that God's presence is with That's us right. and it's mm-hmm. among us. And, mm-hmm. and it's not just a Christian karaoke time, you know, like right. this is us yeah. getting to partner with what God's doing in the room. And it takes, um, that awareness sometimes that yeah. I'm actually sometimes just need the reminder. Sometimes people are yeah. walking in and I'm like, I need this reminder. A lot of times I'm like, I need this reminder right now yeah. today. You well, know? it's like, yeah. I, it makes me think of the burning bush, mm. right? God could have just been like, hey, Moses, there's all this stuff. What? And Moses would be like, oh, okay, right, you know. But actually God set the tone mm. for the conversation right. by saying like, this is a sacred space. Mm. This is yeah. like a holy place and a holy time mm. and yeah. we're going to have a holy conversation. Mm. Mm. And there's something about <clears throat> um, centering ourselves right. on the the sacredness, the reality mm. of what mm. we're about mm. to do, to not treat it lightly, and yeah. uh, I, I mean, goodness, like, are we living lives where maybe it's a little easy to be distracted and have six thoughts in our brain and like all this stuff, right? Mm. And the the amazing, the, like, just imagine like what what left Moses's mind in that moment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all these things yeah. and suddenly something really valuable got in the foreground yeah and mm. so yeah i think that's so amazing like there is like you yeah. say steve you miss it mm. because it's an opportunity then yeah. to step through the rest of worship yeah. and bible study and prayer and communion mm-hmm. and things differently mm. and and there's freedom in, in that like yeah. it's it's an invitation to be freed into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, for me personally, I think I, I can so recall a time early in the fall where um, maybe it's le- maybe it's the winter time, um, but I, I remember it was one of these moments where I thought, um, and I love this that really worship the teaching. The prayer time was, it just felt so connected mm-hmm. and unified. And in fact, um, the it was the participation as well from everybody around me mm-hmm. that, that it, it just felt a different space. And, uh, and, I, and I just so appreciated um, the team, the worship team, almost there was a recognition in, in this dance mm. I, I could see with understanding kind of what was happening, that it was something mm. different. And yeah. um, and that's kind of back to that stewardship idea, though, mm. because yeah. when you're stewarding something, you plan and you're intentional with your plans. But then, you know, once when you start to feel like, oh, maybe God's doing yeah. something in this teaching right. or like there's actually something happening in the room, 
and what we plan actually doesn't feel like the best way to lead people yeah. into an encounter, then that just, it's like, okay, well, we got to go with this. And it mm. might look mm. a little risky. It might not sound as polished, mm. you know? Mm. Um, I might just be on acoustic guitar or Zylisi on the keys doing something, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, it might be a little bit less uh, polished, but I think... Uh, that is some of those moments of, of stewardship is being willing to risk in that space mm. and mm. allow like hosting God's presence to take center stage because mm. that's what we're really after. We're after meeting with him and glorifying him. And uh, that's where I think that leadership idea mm. of it's like, it's like, I mean, it's cliche, but it's like the spirit God is that's the, right. is the worship leader. He's the one that is right. leading mm-hmm. the morning. Um, and so I think, partnership and, and being in step with that is, and we're not always going to get that right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think that there's always a, that's the invitation, at least for me, you know, yeah. and sometimes yeah. it might be like, well, <laughs> just absolutely flopped, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I think he's just so gracious, even in that it's just yeah. like, yeah, but you, you really were like wanting to, to go there. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe you didn't know the lyrics to that song that I was putting in the back of your mind or, you know, and that's where that sometimes the preparation is actually, the thing that actually allows us to step into those mm, moments, yeah. not mm-hmm. the thing that hinders it. It's like the more prepared we can be, mm-hmm. you know, the more songs that maybe mm. I've been spending like time with in the secret place that he might just bring that up in the moment. That's actually going to help lead us, you know? Oh, so, that's yeah. awesome. you know, I, I think there's some moments there for sure, but I'd be curious what you have to yeah, say. So about I'm that. Just strangely it. quiet. No, it's good. It's, I love what, as we're talking about, um, the risk, mm. Right. And, and we often talk about um, definitely being excellent and offering up an excellent praise and excellent yeah. worship, just being excellent in, in our preparation. Mm-hmm. But that excellence cannot take over like this true, instinctive, authentic mm. sensitivity to the spirit. Mm. Um, and as we think about uh, they that so worship good. him must truly worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. Right. Because he is spirit. Yeah. And that's what he wants. And and I realize I cannot offer up a true worship mm. in my flesh. Mm. I think I'm a pretty decent girl. <laughs> but in my carnality, mm. I am filthy. Yeah. Right? Mm. And this is not to not not to humiliate self, but realizing that there's a spirit person. There's a spirit mm. within mm. me. And that mm. spirit communes in, in fellowship and that spirit recognizes the Holy Spirit and that spirit in me wants to surrender to the Holy Spirit and that spirit in me mm. wants to lead out in this place of worship and that spirit in me wants to drive mm. and go after an, an excellent, intimate space with mm-hmm. God. Mm. And so it also, as I think about even this, this drive to go deeper, it really does mean, at least for Zylesia, calling myself out. Like, what are my idols? Yeah. And what are those barriers? As much as I love my husband, Ebenezer, and as much as I love Alicia and EJ and Zion, right? These people that really cultivate the landscape of my life, they got to get aside when it comes to God and that hot pursuit mm-hmm. that I have to intentionally lean into um, his radiance and his glory. And so I often think, like, what are those things that we hold dearest to us, mm-hmm. right? And that's a place to sit in reflection because if we're not willing to say, oh, wow, I may need to put some of these things aside, right? Mm-hmm. Where a man's treasure is, where a woman's treasure is, right? Yeah. That heart is going to be there. That 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 
a jeopardy of of elevating something over over God and over that place of worship is always lurking, especially when we live in a society where we're chasing after followers and we're tracing, chasing after the grand stage, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, chasing after um, the merit and the excellence of performance. But then where is the truth of the worship? And that truth will have fruit when we talk about yeah. those moments yeah. that yeah. become combustible in a service. Um, and And so I think about really leaning into a lifestyle of worship Mm -hmm. and so that we have these wonderful opportunities to engage in this collective family worship experience and also igniting within you know our our membership the desire to even have that at home or in the car like Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait till you get to sunday Mm because god is good like all the time right that what does that worship look like when you're Sitting in traffic. What yeah. does that worship look like um, when you're in your job? What does that worship look like? No, you may not fall to your knees, right, while you're at work during the nine to five. However, that heart, he wants that worship, mm-hmm. mind, body. He wants spirit. So he wants all of me mm-hmm. in a place of yeah. sweet surrender, right? When I can resist, when I can resist the temptation to complain <laughs> and to find and make it, God, you get the glory in this thing, Um that is a powerful space to lean into going deeper in worship, right? So if some of us have a tendency to lean into complaint and grievance in our daily conversation, like how do we call ourselves into that mm-hmm. space where it's like, ah, this is an opportunity to lean into a worship moment. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I really, really am excited about how we're moving in as a collective, as a team, mm-hmm. With Jordy's leadership in a space of worship, not elevating Jordy in in yeah. in that personhood, but elevating Jordy's humility and willingness to surrender mm-hmm. and to be very sensitive to what's happening to yeah. the body. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're right. So mm-hmm. many times this worship, the praise and worship session opportunity has been seen as like the the precipitating factor for getting the word. When in all actuality. Right. We're centering God. Mm. We're centering God and we're preparing to just go deeper with that word in a place of information and illumination. Yeah. Right. And so he's desiring that worship and praise. I I love it. You know, one of the things, one of the questions I was thinking of was, you know, what might be some barriers to giving God our best worship to going deeper in worship? And and you're listing off some of these things. And I I love what you said because what I hear is, for myself as well, Steve, you know, recognize, like, ask yourself that question too, and what are those things? And I don't know, it struck me, often we've had these um, uh, teachings on, say, gratitude, and one of the things we say is, well, practicing a heart of gratitude is the pathway to, mm-hmm. to that, developing that normal rhythm. And and I kind of hear you saying as well, actually just practicing a lifestyle of worship mm-hmm. is when it's when you normalize worship in your life um, it just allows you to go deeper and deeper and deeper yeah and it's a it's a sort of chicken and egg thing as well like I think about uh, how does our life then interact with like a Sunday morning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we've all had that feeling that we've had to learn to battle right where you're like you you're there on Sunday but you just you don't really want to engage in singing Mm -hmm. and worship because you've got like the jerk hangover from what you said <laughs> to someone the day before, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of you feel dirty or disqualified, or you're just aware there's like there would be an inauth- 
mm. inauthenticness. Mm. Mm. If I was to sing like, it's all about you, Jesus, you know, you'd be like, well, clearly it wasn't last night, you know? So like, what's going on there? And it's like, I think there's something actually about collective worship, like yeah. why we do it is it actually like it invites this sacred space and invites us into it where we can get purified, mm-hmm. where even as we come, mm-hmm. like with the like, like Isaiah, like, woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips, mm-hmm. but still I'll speak this prayer, mm-hmm. right? right? Rather than just if he'd really, really, if all it was about with authenticity, he wouldn't have said anything. He would have mm-hmm. just hid and run away. So there's like there's mm. something about God mm. and his grace and his love yeah. that even in that place of intimacy and worship, we bring who we actually are. That's mm. right. Not like, and, and we actually get to sort of sing out our aspirational identity. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is why I think like teenagers are some of the, like they can worship mm-hmm. like no one else because mm-hmm. they have the audacity to write and sing songs that no mm-hmm. adult, can mm-hmm. really understand how to mm-hmm. interact with, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, but that that is a thing that happens. And it's like, for a moment, I was someone different. For a moment, I stood before God as something different. For a moment, there was like a reality that was different that I engaged. And God like is working it into our heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we carry it out and like our week might be a bit different, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's really interesting that I, I think... Like worship, it creates a space where sometimes God can do so much. And and it doesn't need to be singing. It can be praying at home. It can be like all the, it can look like all these different things. Mm -hmm. But it's this posture Mm -hmm. that you're talking about, Geordie, Mm -hmm. of just like expectation and open handedness. And it just like, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. Lisa, there's humility in that place and dependence Mm -hmm. and like it's not about me. And, you know, like it, it, there's there's some magic yeah. to it, yeah. mm. and that's a, I think that's the the beautiful invitation, specifically with Jesus, and like I think one of the beautiful things about Christianity when it comes to worship, it's not like remove everything from your brain just to compliment uh, con- like contemplate on Jesus right now. It's mm-hmm. or or this other thing. It's it's like no, bring everything, everything. that you are to Him, mm-hmm. and lay it at His feet. It's not. Get everything out. Like a lot. Sometimes, honestly, worship leaders will like say, like, "Hey, just leave your stuff at the doors. Come in and experience mm. the joy of yeah. the Lord." And there's a reason why there's so many burnt out worship come leaders. On. Like, come on. I mean, <laughs> it's like, so do you good. read the Psalms? Like, we have this yeah. beautiful, like, tapestry of lament, praise, right. adoration, right. uh, like, reflection with with God and. Mm. And sometimes, sure, there's the, you know, sing to your soul yeah. kind of moments, right. of yeah. course. But I think the beauty that I find often in the Psalms or just in different places in, in seeing Jesus even interacting with people is he dignifies people when they bring them themselves mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. That's right. And then he leads them into deeper waters. Yeah. So that question of how do we go deeper, <laughs> I think it's... Also, bringing yourself more fully into the room is going to be one of the primary ways that we actually are able to take steps deeper. And I think sometimes we miss that. It's like, I just got to remove myself from the equation and just look to Jesus. And that is, there's so many beautiful parts of what that's trying to do. But I think that there's a a more full expression that God just like, no, but I I actually want your offer. I want the thing you're offering. You're offering a praise, which might look like, 
you know, we're singing goodness of God. You know, I will sing yeah. of the goodness of God. But you might just be actually like, I have nothing right now good to say about God because of what's gone on in my life. Mm-hmm. And rather than seeing it as uh, like a like I can't join in, it's actually like, you know, I'm lamenting the fact that I have nothing good to sing about God. Mm-hmm. And I want mm-hmm. to sing something good about God. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's just a, a deeper invitation sometimes yeah. when we can actually show up to those moments and not be like, well, I'm not authentically able to agree with that right now. So, um, so I shouldn't enter in. Yeah. It should actually be like an invitation maybe to bring the truest self. And See, that aligns with script with the, yeah. you know, my scripture. I love it. It's worshiping in spirit and yeah. truth, 100%. right? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that true self showing up with all of my stuff. Yeah. And knowing that he is the navigator of my life, the navigator of my soul, he is not going to be objectionable because I'm showing up in this true way. Mm. Man might, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Others mm-hmm. who live in the facade world and, and the surface world. But when we talk about going deeper until we really do bring the true self, can we really expect to really go deeper into a mm-hmm. place where we become more genuine in the worship? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if we're afraid to hide ourselves with the fig leaves, yeah. like he can't tell about the garbage that's yeah. going yeah. on yeah. with yeah. us. Yeah. He already sees it. And it's like, do yeah. you trust me with this truth? Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, our, our drive and our motives for, for, for the worship mm-hmm. is honoring the nature of God. Yeah. And, and, and I realize that's not contingent upon where I am in a particular season, yeah. right? If I'm not experiencing healing right now in my life, he's still a healer, yeah. right? If, if I'm not experiencing yeah. this particular thing in my life, I still get to worship him because he is still that. Yeah. So I'm worshiping the great that that I am. He is that mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, even those who who may be operating in abundance of resource and finance, he's still a provider, right? You don't have to have lack, financial lack, Mm. to really humble yourself and say he's the great provider, Mm -hmm. right? He is the great provider when you're in abundance. He's the great provider when you're in lack. He is the great provider when you're not even thinking about the provision. Mm. And so the Mm. worship is not contingent upon my circumstance. Mm -hmm. Now, I do find that when I praise and, and a lot of times we talk about the praise and the worship synonymously. They have um, some distinctive features. Yeah. A lot of times when I'm praising and giving thanksgiving, it's, you know, something very intentional or working in my yeah, life yeah. that I'm connecting to in a very personal, intentional way, you know, an answered prayer. Um, and I'm worshiping all the time. But I realize I'm worshiping you, O oh Lord, right now because you are capable all the time of doing mm. these things. Yeah. Right? It is your character. It is your nature. Uh, and and thinking about the names of God, as I think mm-hmm. about the callings of God, as I think about the postures of 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 God and His sovereignty and His radiance, and so all of that begats a worshiper's posture. And so those are the things because I used to struggle with His praise shall continually be on my lips all day long, right? This when I was younger, yeah. coming up consistently, I'm to do nothing but live in this space. Well, I got to go to work. Yeah. And I'm going to have a conversation with friends and that it might not always be speaking of the scriptures. It is a heart mm-hmm. and an attitude mm-hmm. that's always situated and postured with yeah. that. And at any time, he may take the direction of, of, of a conversation that I'm having, of an interaction that I'm having. And he's like, this is a time to glorify me yeah. and worship me in that. And I think about that, especially even on our jobs. Yeah. 
the places where we spend the bulk of our time. So it's not a turn it on when we come to church and then we get to step out of it. No, we get to step deeper into it. And I think the depth of it is even when we're away from mm-hmm. this very sacred place where there's this very intentional invitation, yeah. Yeah. it is how do we go deeper in those spaces when we don't have Jordy on the mm-hmm. on the guitar mm-hmm. and, and, and we don't have Tupelo up Lee in the worship. Yeah. How do yeah. we lean into that? And I love that because that, like, this go deeper is like, okay, that's like an imperative for action. Mm. So what are the what are the things I can do? And a lot of the stuff you're talking about is like there's there's actually loads of choices in this, mm. right? Like uh, like you talked about like the choice to just like to honor God. Like I, it made me think like you know it's like the worship conversation. It took me back to being a young guy leading worship mm-hmm. and learning how to do it and just learning what even what it was, you know. Mm. And like some of the times I got the most like profound feedback where people are like, man, the spirit was here. Like that was amazing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and I'd be like, okay. Cause the way I rocked up today was like me and Anna tore each other a new one. And I stormed out the house, come to church mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like, was like, God, I am just not feeling mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm a rage monster right now, yeah. but like, I want to honor you. I just got to depend on you. That's right. And, and that's like, like bring your true self. That's yeah. right. So it's not like that doesn't matter. Mm. But actually bringing your whole self is like, a, it's not pride, but dependence. Yeah. It can be pride. Yeah. Right. But it can also be like, I depend on a gracious God so I can come. Yeah. And even though I'm not feeling it, I want to honor who I know you come are mm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. And yeah. that kind of choice. Yeah. And I, I experienced that so many times. Mm. And yeah. like, I'm sure all of us have had moments like oh, that yeah. where we're like, yeah. and you just like, it's not about me. It's right. not about me. And like the, and that, that idea, though, I think that there's been a theme that's been like circulating. I feel like the church right now, and it's this idea of consecration mm-hmm. and mm. um, like unto the Lord, like setting something aside Come for on. the purpose of the Lord. Yeah. And that's when it's beautiful, though, because I, I can remember back to like moments in the green room before gatherings. And it's we just get to have a moment to actually be like, hey, yeah. we're going to show up fully yeah. and we're going to repent. And we're going to sure. actually acknowledge some of the things that are going on right yeah. now. And mm. and if, if there's something standing between you and another mm-hmm. person on team, if there's something standing in the way of you and God right now, like let's let's do business yeah. with those kinds of things. Like that's actually a really worshipful act. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it actually allows other people to maybe take that step as well. So I do think that that like – but that's all something that Jesus, it's only Jesus. Like mm-hmm. he's the only mm-hmm. one that can mm-hmm. actually allow that to fully, t- like that's to fully, right. Yeah, it's not my like ability to be good enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not earning something. It's not earning something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's actually just receiving something afresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then saying, God, I want to actually step into that and posture it with you in this uh, time and help lead people even into that. And so that's, I mean, one of the reasons why I think repentance is a huge part of worship or, yeah. um, you know, that you were talking mm-hmm. earlier, like the idols, like it's just, you know, we're always worshiping. I'm like, That's right. there's always something we're worshiping. You know, what is my eye beholding? Is it my possessions? Is it my mm-hmm. time? Is it um, my spouse or my whatever? Um, yeah. And yeah. I think when you sometimes get hit with that reality, yep. uh there's just those moments of like, yeah, I've missed it. And that happens to me on an occasional, like 
not occasional, like frequent basis on yeah, Sunday yeah. mornings when I'm just like, and sometimes it's the beauty of like seeing tears in your eyes yeah, on yeah, Sunday. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, that yeah. is, yeah, that's actually, that's what I feel right now too. Yeah. Like, cause God's yeah. actually reminding me that like, that is a real, like, I think the encouragement of that in believers yeah, and yeah. people and well, yeah. that's part of the beautiful thing that is corporate worship that's mm-hmm. right. and a corporate melody. Yeah. It's like, I'm not alone in that journey right. of aligning myself in my heart and tethering it to Jesus, knowing that he's actually the way, the truth, and the life, mm-hmm. and life is found in him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is like worship is like less about like self-denial and more about like full into life integration into like what God is actually mm-hmm. wanting mm-hmm. And, and desiring. Mm-hmm. And that, songs help me that in that, you yeah. know, songs yeah. bring up emotions. They bring oh, up memories. Yeah. Like I still like hear the song all the time. Oh Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek. And when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. And I like like to think that my mom probably sang that over me as a child, you know. Yeah, but yeah. that has deeply formed the way that I know yeah. God the Father. Yeah. Um, and <sighs> how I relate to grace. Yeah. You know. Oh. And that God loves me. Yeah. Not just I have to do yeah. stuff to make him happy all the time. And to be like yeah. super practical, because I'm thinking yeah. like this, yeah, yeah. this beautiful picture of consecration and a moment with Jesus and like the green room and mm. like, yeah, I mean, if we had like a hundred people barrel in the green room, uh, it's going to be messy in there. Yeah. But like <laughs> we have this thing called pre-gathering prayer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like that. And that is a space where we consecrate ourselves our church where we repent like if you've you've not stepped into that space yes you're like you're invited you don't have to be like on some special team to do that you just as a part of our church stepping into that dynamic that's where we do that yeah that to me is actually if we wanted to go deeper as a culture (laughs) and as a community again pre-gather prayer it is like it's a worship service like Mm -hmm. it's a it's a Mm -hmm. moment of realigning and it and 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 it's so uh, I don't know. It's so it'd be so simple to overlook that, but I think if we really wanted to go deeper as a community, yeah. I w- if we could see that space become like the beginning of our of our gatherings, yeah. as opposed to like the thing that's pre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we call it pre-gathering prayer, but I, I floated the idea <laughs> of like losing the pre and just calling but, it eight AM prayer. Yeah, but I mean, I think <laughs> that's like God's. Like I, I feel so. like the Spirit has just been putting that in my heart so much. It's like yeah. we need to go to the prayer room, prayer room, right. prayer room, mm-hmm. deeper roots. Don't worry about the branches. Don't worry about like all the other things. Just go deeper. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. like streams of living water. I just think that is where mm-hmm. those deeper things typically are. Is and like I think that pre-gathering prayer space is so huge yeah. in that. And uh, gosh, I just I love this conversation and some of sort of the behind the scenes things that you're talking about. I mean, I think I, I've I've been so grateful to participate and experience some of those things um and but often i think um you know do people have the, are there questions like well what's it actually look like to show up on sunday morning to lead um in worship and there's so much more than just hey i love what you said earlier this isn't just christian karaoke there's all this stuff that's going you know on and because I imagine you guys rehearse every week as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit to all right, make sure everyone's on the same page. But I know that's not just um, uh, it's not just about playing the music. You know, you're already intentionally trying to mm-hmm. sort of set a trajectory. Yeah. Um, 
even in preparation, even the step before that. That's right. Yeah. Like, prepar- like how do you choose what we're going to yeah, sing? Oh, I really songs. like this song. Yeah. You know, like what's it about when yeah. you're making those kind of mm-hmm. choices? For sure. Well, I mean, to answer that really, it, really mm-hmm. quickly, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into building out a set list for sure. Um, so I don't want to get into all that probably right now. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. Yeah, yeah, that would be a podcast. <laughs> and there's probably another worship leader that's already written, done it and it's probably really <laughs> awesome. So. Um, but I would say like one of the things that we've been stepping into is trying to do more of that in community. So some of our worship leaders yeah. and worship leaders in training, it's like getting together and being like, what are some of the things? Cause I do think, and that's why like songwriting and like writing mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. from your community, like most of our songs that we write are coming from our pre-gather prayer, coming from our prayer room, coming from mm-hmm. moments of encounter that we've had and, and trying to capture a collective voice or a mm-hmm. theme that God is doing in our midst and then offering it back up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and so, can I just pause yeah. right there? Because I, I love what you're saying is like, it's, it's too easy to pass over that mm-hmm. um, and recognize what I hear you saying is like a lot of the songwriting we have, et cetera, is based on where our people are sure. right now, mm-hmm. uh, the community, um, the church as a whole. And there it, it's, you know, Jesus is always coming to meet us where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's these aren't just r- random. Oh, I kind of like these. Yeah, y- you know. It's yeah. so I I love hearing. Yeah, pick that. a theme, eighty BPM, yeah. ocean. You know, yeah. whatever. It's like no, like actually, the heart is to move the heart of God. The heart is yeah, to right. like, God. What are you doing? Like, what are you? Yeah. What is? What's on your heart? And how can we have like an ear to that, and then an ear to the the ground that is crying out right now mm-hmm. in our city mm-hmm. and in yeah. our people. And how can we align those things, mm, you know, mm. heaven on earth? Mm-hmm. Like to me, like sometimes mm-hmm. worship occupies that middle space a yeah. lot of times or prayer mm-hmm. intercession. Mm-hmm. And that's why for me, uh, songwriting is really fun. But mm. that I, was I your like, original question. Like preparing worship and yeah. preparing prayer. Yeah. So not all churches do this, but a lot of churches will take like a, a moment to have public prayer and yeah. intercession. And like, how weird would it be if I was choosing what to pray about? I'm going to lead prayer this Sunday. I'm like, well, I, I really want to pray about like the end of the reign of Richard the Third because you know I just it's really interesting. <laughs> like, I really like it. Right. Like, totally weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would I choose a song on the yeah. same basis? And yeah. when you start to think like, what's the mindset of preparing prayer? Is like, well, what like what does God want to give voice to? What's God calling us to care more That's about? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what does God want to expose us to and remind us of? How does God want to reveal himself? And just mm-hmm. what's going on right. with mm-hmm. us? What's God been doing with us? Like all those questions that seem so obvious when you think, how should I pray? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're really good questions for how should you worship too? Mm-hmm. And so it's, I've, in some ways I feel like mm-hmm. we actually, we understand. We just maybe haven't applied it across mm. this other zone, you know. But also, like you say, worship and prayer are so intertwined, mm. you know. I was thinking of honoring the local, the the, the intimacy space. Is mm. you talk about really lifting songs and lyrics out of what's happening real time right now in this space. Because mm-hmm. um, it is really easy to pull from a song list, a set list, to pull from those iconic names. Right. Um, easy to idolize some of the music that's out there on the big circuits, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and those voices and those lyrics and those la- narratives then create the context for worship everywhere if we're not careful. Mm. And that really, if we're not careful, can become a barrier to a deepening intimacy right in this space, Mm -hmm. in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think about stewarding this body, this space, and elevating the voices here. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so when I, I can hear that. my prayer resonating from the stage on a song that's been written in this local context, it draws me in closer mm. because mm -hmm. I see yeah. my lived experience reflected in this worship experience. I see myself in the worship. There's a deeper invitation for me to engage mm -hmm. yeah. because I'm hearing God working in the details of my mm -hmm. life through those songs and through those compositions, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so I love all, I love all of the, 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 the big, tickets that are out there in the songs and the playlist that yeah, are existing. Yeah. However, the power of writing from a localized perspective from a pastor who knows your heart, who knows yeah, your story, yeah. who can feed into that and elevate that um, and create a context for that intimate worship is powerful. And that's deepening as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's deepening as well. I mean, it's like thing. the Psalms. Like so exactly. many Psalms begin with when David did this, when this was happening. Mm, you know, right. it's like Absolutely. they had contexts Absolutely. and that actually enriches the meaning of them. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think, it, I mean, and again, it's like I, I love worship music. I love, Absolutely. you know, a lot of the different people that lead worship music and mm -hmm. all the different things. And so, but if you are, if you don't have, better criteria for choosing a set list and trying to shepherd a community than just like what's on the top yes. 100 track, right, you right. know, That's right. then like that is a factor. Like we can't ignore, ignore that, you yeah. know, and it's actually really helpful. Like the fact that Absolutely. we're always creating new music is, is, yeah. you know, as a church mm -hmm. or as Christians, mm -hmm. I think it can be really helpful, but sometimes um, there's just some more criteria that, that we mm. need and yeah. to, to create, like I often use the word like, like milkshake moments and like full, like a full meal moment. And like, like, especially in youth context, like, yeah. cause when I was, you know, leading our like youth ministry and worship, it's like, we can create, I could create a milkshake moment every single Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is like, we could have three songs that are 120 BPM and we're jumping and we're having the best time in the world. And it's so much fun. Um, but then people are going to get sick. Like, mm -hmm. it's just going to be too much of the oh, same thing. It's like one side of the, and there's nothing wrong with milkshakes. I love it. I love yeah, a good yeah, song yeah, that we're yeah. jumping yeah. up and it's yeah, engaging my clear, heart. This podcast is pro milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love milkshakes. Um, and yep. uh, I think that there's something so beautiful about like allowing the mm -hmm. full picture of what God is trying to do through the Psalms or through yeah. like different, like, that's why I think hymns are important. That's you right. know, yeah. like I need to be reminded sometimes like, oh yeah, I'm a part of a rich history of, yeah. of Christians and people that have been like making songs yeah. for a lot longer than I've been alive, you that's know, right. and that grounds me uh, in this deeper tradition. Uh, and I need new songs. Like that's I need right. the new songs yeah. that yeah. God yeah. is like up to because, uh, because he's a God that's on the move that's and right. he's yeah. working yeah. in our, in our culture, in our moment. Yeah. And like, we need songs right here from here, that's you know? Right. And there's, mm -hmm. so there's not like, they're not in opposition. There's nothing wrong yeah. with them. It's just the, I think the beauty of doing that and having all that, but then also I think beyond that is being able to create some of those set lists, some of those times of worship in community. So sometimes it's like, okay, we got mm -hmm. themes from teaching. We've got, you know, we got Habakkuk series coming out yeah. and I'm already looking out at the lament week, oh my goodness. thinking like, how yeah. am I going to do a corporate lament? This is going to be so much fun. But you did it, <laughs> it a, a couple of weeks ago, just the invitation. No, last Sunday, the invitation for individuals to just kind of sing a new song. Now for mm -hmm. some, it may have been a bit risky. For sure. And different, which is okay. That's mm -hmm. a part of deepening. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't always, that's not a criteria for deepening discomfort. However, it is powerful when you know that there's something that you're risking mm -hmm. to go deeper, that yeah. you're stepping beyond and pushing beyond a comfort. Yeah. And so just the invitation to that new song, 
Yeah. And it's not about you yeah. being a tenor or a soprano or an alto <laughs> or a vocalist. It's simply about being willing to put to, to tune, to verse what God is doing, even if it's two to three words, mm. right? Even if yeah. it's a lyric that you just repeat in your own mind, in the shower, wherever it is, and then to have that as an opportunity to sing a new song. And mm. it can look like all these different things. And that's where like the variety you're talking about that you are trying to lead and curate mm -hmm. is like, is a broader thing. Mm. And that breadth is what helps us get worship out of the door of a Sunday morning mm. into these other areas, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. right? To realize like all the different things it can be. Like I remember one of the most beautiful worship moments, moments when I was at college and we had like, we had like people doing performance diplomas in instruments, like all musicians coming out of our ears. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment one night just to all of us hanging out and just praying and just like wanting to worship. And there's no instruments. Come on. Mm -hmm. And so someone yeah. went to the kitchen, they got a Tupperware and put some rice in it. Yep. And the, mm. the job was that we would just be able to sing together, yeah. you know, yeah. so that like there's the simplicity, you know, and just mm. no one, no one chose a set list, mm. that's right. you oh, know, that's so and, and just, but, but the mind boggling, I, I think this is one of these, like, I got to be careful of getting on soapbox here. I think the church has had periods where it's understood the power of the diversity of like worship and art. Mm -hmm. And it's just beginning to like rediscover some of that mm -hmm. after a period where people maybe did have this idol of like not wanting to be like spirit powerful but popular. So oh, yeah. they did want to sing all the big songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it became yeah. kind of monolithic, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think it's like it's such an exciting time in worship yeah. right now because I see that happening. Mm. And that yeah. really excites me. Yeah. And I would even say, that question right there, like how do we step into that kind of a culture? That is the difference between a worship leader and a worship pastor. Oh, yeah. Pastoring, I, I think pastoring is going yeah. to be like taking people in on that journey as opposed yeah, to so just yeah. leading moments. Like mm -hmm. it, leading moments is a part of pastoring for sure. Um, but I think a pastor, the pastor is going to actually have some of those thoughts in mind. Mm -hmm. How do I not just create the same monolithic milkshake, right. but how do I give people what they really need mm, in yeah. the same mm, way that like when you go to the gym and you have a trainer that's helping you get better, you're not just like, you know, you're, you're expecting that you're expecting somebody to be helping you grow and actually mm -hmm. take steps. And when they tell you to do one more rep or to go a little bit deeper than you were, you don't get mad at them. It's actually, they're like, they're, mm -hmm. they're helping you that's take good. deeper steps. And, and, yeah. you know, and that's something I expect you expect in, a training session or in therapy and different things. Yeah. But so mm. often we kind of forget that that's, that's like right. the heart. And, and a lot of that for us is to, to go on that journey together and to go yeah. deeper and, yeah. and it's going to require, and, and for me too, even, you know, yeah. being pulled out of my own comfort zone. Yeah. And, there is a and community. Yeah. yeah. And community yeah. is such a big part of being able to do that. And, and, and risking mm. is a big part of that. Yeah. Like we say all the time, mm. faith is spelled R S K. And I think yeah. that there's just so much of that, you know, we, we talk, because mm -hmm. at was mentioning this earlier, but like excellence is definitely one of our values, but we often say that extravagance over excellence is what we're after. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't minimize mm -hmm. excellence. It actually, like when you break something that's costly, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it actually is like, oh, but here's the thing that we care most about, which is this idea of extravagance. Like mm -hmm. the woman mm -hmm. pouring out all that she had on Jesus' yeah. feet and just saying like, yeah. this is what she I have to bring, best. brought her best. Yeah. Um, and there's moments where 
bringing your best doesn't look like maybe what we've deemed excellent, which is like having the perfect tone or having the perfect transition or having the whatever it might be in the worship moment. Uh, it might like ex- extravagance might actually look like maybe putting some of those things aside for prioritizing the more important thing. And to me, that is like when we do that, when we actually set aside sometimes even the excellence in pursuit of him, it actually can be the most extravagant. Yes. So they're not like always in apposition, but when they are, <laughs> you get to choose the one that matters the most. Yeah. yeah. And our cultural values on like what's the most important medium of expression right yeah. now. You know, it's like, I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have had it as well. Like I remember mm-hmm. moments where it's like, I can't even sing anymore. Like I'm weeping, I'm yeah. like mm-hmm. ugly crying and I'm going to try to like keep playing the guitar in time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but there's something beautiful and encouraging and like where jesus's beauty is shining through and it's it's a different sort of excellence mm. and see but in if those you were just moments, listening to the recording you'd be like well that went a bit weird mm. Mm. i was gonna say <laughs> in those moments where i know i'm pushing through um and i'm not worship leader here or worship minister here my, yeah. my role clearly is 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 to serve alongside jordy and serve of the team as deacon. However, I have been worship leader and yeah. worship pastor. Mm-hmm. And with that, when I found those spaces where I was growing weary, <laughs> I realized that the worship had to become more of a Zilesia reconnect, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. of the sometimes exhaustion of making sure yeah. that you're shepherding mm-hmm. and you're being responsive to a full body mm-hmm. um, and carrying that and being really sensitive to that and not wanting to be performative. And there have been times when you're really good, you can do this just out of your talent, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You can do it out of your talent and, yeah. you yeah. know, the, the the members will say, oh, that was great today. And you're like, oh, you, I was doing it out of my talent. Yeah. Um, mm. And then I have to go and, and go inward. And in those spaces, my fight becomes the worship at home, mm-hmm. right? It becomes a realignment yeah. and a real connection with Zilesia and God in this very kind of confined space where it's like, Holy Spirit, I want to realign it. Yeah. Um, and not, there have been times when I felt guilty about that space. It's like, I've got to be on all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I should be, you know, but going back to that space of truth, you get tired mm-hmm. yeah. and you can get weary. And that's where community and having those around you who can um, help to encourage and pour into, right, and being a part of a mm, larger mm. body that continuously is leaning into just this hot pursuit of, 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 of honoring God, yeah. just honoring yeah. God and all that we say and love thy God first, that first commandment, and making yeah. sure that we're leaning into that space um, really is liberating. Yeah. in those spaces yeah. of exhaustion. It's yeah. like, God, I love you. I know that I have this role, mm-hmm. this duty, but all of this is for you. You gave it to me, and I am going to, everything that I have, give it back to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, on my face, on my knees, mm-hmm. whatever that posture yeah. is. Yeah. 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 And I think we know when that's out of like, <clears throat> balance sometimes for me. Absolutely. Like, and honestly, like vulnerably, I'm like, when we, Shelby and I just got away for a few days, and you know when you like you're in the space where it's just you and the Lord, and you're just like, oh, like this is what my heart needed, and yeah. then you're like, but why? <laughs> like, why did it take a three day yeah. retreat or whatever? Yeah. And sometimes that's needed, um, but I think that like I've been sensing personally, like what does deeper look like for Jordan, mm-hmm. and and it looks like 
the prayer room. It looks like places that maybe have less people than, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just because it's a little simpler maybe, and I just mm-hmm. get to kind of be, mm-hmm. you know, and and so there's just been these moments of, you know, as Shelby and I've been praying, or just, I've been praying with the Lord, it's just been like this call to like deeper roots, just, you know, prayer room spaces and these different moments mm-hmm. where it's just me and you. And often when worship leader, like worship leaders are like, how do I grow in my stage presence? How do I grow in my, some of these skills and giftedness? I'm like, cool. Like what is, what is, what does this look like when it's just you two? Yeah, like, yeah. what does this look like when you're uh, in the car? Like what, it, it, it's hard to grow in something in front of people that you haven't tried out yeah. and you're in like in your by yourself. And it's, it yeah. kind of reminds me of that, like Jesus, like go into your like yeah, rear room and yeah. pray kind of moment. I think, recapturing some of those things for the worship leaders listening or for the people on team that are listening. Like, I think that is where so much of like the good is forged. And then even it's allows us to know how to like actually shepherd and lead people in a place that's not out of operating out of insecurity or out of performative, like like, performance and, and some of these different things actually just kind of helps us recenter on what it is and who it is that we're worshiping. I think it could like it could be for the worshiper as well. Yeah. Like yeah. Because I remember the same thing. Like when I was trying to figure out, like, do I could I even do this? You know, like as a, this cool worship dude said to me, like Richard, you'll be able to lead worship as well as you worship at home. Come on. So it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But now Come I'm on. listening to you and I'm thinking, yeah, but like, if I show up as a worshiper, is it like Come I'll on. be able to? You know, because sometimes we show up to church, we're like, ah, oh, it kind of feels weird. I'm not feeling it, or it's hard to engage, or, you know, it's just like mm. I'm finding participating in worship hard. Mm. Maybe there's like something in the secret place that yeah. needs to be exercised. Yeah. Uh, but not like conditionally, not like, oh, yeah, you have to do that, so this. Because I know also sometimes God's going to meet me in the community. That's right. Like yeah. you're saying, and that's going to fuel the secret place. But that's th- right. it's just this idea that those two things are both really important and interact Mm -hmm. and you can't neglect one. Do you you think some of that is coming up? I I love, well, one, I'm glad you're taking time, you know, to go there yourself Mm -hmm. intentionally. So that's because we all feel it. And one of the ways I feel that or experience that is you've, the last couple of months, you've given us this invitation to linger Mm. a little bit more. And Mm. I, I don't know if it's, directly connected. I guess I'm connecting them now a a little bit um, because talk more about lingering. For me, it's given an opportunity to say, I just need to pause right here, right now. And sometimes that's singing myself. Sometimes that's actually listening to that community around Mm -hmm. me singing, to listening to Mm -hmm. uh, you playing and you leading us, but just talk more about lingering because I'm, yeah. I'm loving it and yeah. thank you all for um, just, and it doesn't feel formulaic to me. Mm. But yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's, this has been a massive thing that I feel like at least personally, but also just being able to be a part of other communities and being Mm -hmm. able to see some of the things that God has been doing like in London or in at the Asbury outpouring Mm -hmm. in some of these different Mm -hmm. places. And you're like, God, what are the ingredients of some of these moves that are happening Mm -hmm. in these different places? I'm like, this is my hometown. Like, you know, (laughs) this is in Kentucky and this is in London and God's doing some of these similar like things across the Mm -hmm. nations. And you just got, when you see themes, it's like, okay, pay attention. God, what are you doing? And we don't want to miss you. And, I think lingering has been a huge 
bit to that. And it doesn't surprise me. Like, genuinely, like, Jesus is such an invitational come and see. Uh, And come and see. You want to go deeper? Come and see. Just come and see. Come and see. And so, to me, I think one of the beautiful powers of this idea of lingering is it's just a space that we get to create and it's mm. purely invitational. Like G- or like coming to church is invitational, right? Yeah. In nature, like you don't have to come to church. But still sometimes in our culture, there's this like cultural pressure to like still show up and come to church or whatever. Yeah. Maybe not as much in Portland, but definitely in the South. And so for me, like I think some of these moments of just intentional lingering is kind of like, okay, sure. like mm. this mm. is even more of a space to just be able to choose to be able to step into. Mm. And you know, mm. not every week is gonna look mm-hmm. the same. Um, but in those moments, I think I've actually found some really sweet, um, it's been like, you know, Hey, we're not going to like maybe let the clock define what God might be wanting to lead us into. Like there's other idols at play a lot of times that are actually like kind of warring with our desire to go deeper. You know, my appetite for lunch that's coming at like one, one (laughs) o'clock or whatever. And again, those aren't all bad things. And so it's, it's just prioritizing the, the main thing. And I think that's where some, at least for me, this idea of lingering has actually created a a deeper appetite for some of those things specifically. Mm-hmm. And and as a community, I think it's practically really, really helpful because we don't always have a plan. Like yeah, it's, right. it's just the full moment of just being like, all right, God, um, we want to be submissive to what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And we might not have lyrics on ProPresenter ready for it. You know, we yeah, might not yeah. have uh, the chords memorized. Like it might yeah, just yeah. need to go to mm-hmm. me on acoustic guitar or to piano or um, it might just need to be a cappella, even. Yeah. Like, I, I think it just gives more permission for God to do something uh, than maybe we would sometimes feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, that I think has been like the biggest lesson that I've been learning in that space mm-hmm. of lingering. Um, it's just been uh, maybe me passing over more of it's like, it's like never like, it's just like, all right, God, here's the microphone. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? Like, uh, and we'll just risk in this space and see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. Isn't that's it been interesting? Like you said the word a few times now of risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that, we've talked about that in the whole conversation about the something about like pure worship that is risky and this posture of dependence. Yeah. So as a leader, you're like choosing, not just like, oh, worship's really fun today. I think we'll do two more songs. Yeah. But like, I think there's something God wants to do, but I don't know what it is. Mm. So I'm going right. to risk allowing space for it. And it feels risky in a, in a step of dependence because I didn't plan this, mm-hmm. right? But then to choose, Steve, as you talk about a, being a lingerer, yeah. to choose to linger is to be open to like, God, is there something more you want to do with me? Right. Mm-hmm. But you, you talked know. about that. Son- who talked about his Sunday when they talked? Yeah. Yes, you brought up our, you yeah. talked about the we got all sorts of lingerings going yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? And the 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 spirit, the conditions are so sweet. Mm-hmm. Something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, mm, Shelby right? was talking about. I love it. She was like, "Yeah, lingering is like because I was talking about Absolutely. like lingering creates space. So like maybe God wants to do something in our Absolutely. relationships, and it's like yeah, it's mm. the same thing. Yeah, maybe yeah, God yeah. wants to do something in our relationship with Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. it's it's when we've got like a like. I think I know what's going to happen next and I'm just on it. Mm. Right. Like if you live constantly be ma- being managed mm-hmm. by what you think is going to happen next, then yeah. nothing is ever going to change. Mm. And like this, this is like a change engine, mm. you know, and it's a, it's a really kind of chaotic one, 
But then you think about, oh, you, so it could lead to like beautiful moments of worship. But like once you get those ingredients in you, what else could it lead to, you know? Mm. Like all sorts of chaos, all sorts of crazy <laughs> risk, all but sorts of God showing up. Thinking about Isaiah, people come to me with their mouths and they honor me with their lips and their hearts are far from me and they worship yeah. me mm. simply mm. based on rules, mm. yeah. right? They base, they, they, they worship me based, and this is really pointing towards legalism and, and yeah. we're not yeah. creating a context of that. However, oftentimes the worship has been defined, um, parameters of what worship is supposed to be has mm. really been framed by some of these legalistic approaches towards worship in this decisive way. And that lingering opens it up for us to move forward as a community, but also for me to extract what I need in that, mm. in that space, in mm. that moment, so that the rule in that moment is simply centering God mm. and getting what you need. It's almost like a buffet. Mm. <laughs> well, we got a milkshake and we got a, we got a buffet. Because I think we're all not, hungry, yeah. <laughs> the lingering does not, mm. everybody's experience in that lingering moment, and, and I yeah. think any of our, our listeners, there's no, no formula. Yeah. It's not going to always present itself in the same way for all of us, mm-hmm. right? If someone's on the floor, if someone's crying, if someone's bowing, if someone's hands are raised and you're not in that posture, yeah. you're not wrong. Mm, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Is there, what is that deepening experience like for you? And I think sometimes even the internal reflection mm. of taking note, okay, these things are going on, not because we're admiring the individuals around us, but there's some learning. Mm. There's some opportunity mm. to engage in the moment as we're edifying each other in yeah. this space. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that... Yeah, and that's I think that's the big part of it. To me, lingering is uh, an invitation to honor people's time mm-hmm. and uh, honor God mm-hmm. as bigger than time. So it's Amen. like, hey, if you got to go, oh, totally okay. <laughs> like, right. you don't have to be here. This space is completely optional. We just feel like God is maybe doing something. And we don't just want to stop it because yeah. our clock says that we have to. Yeah. And to me, I think, you know, when we actually get those ingredients right, sometimes God's just like, yeah, I love that. I want to yeah, pour absolutely. out more yeah. of like this posture. And uh, it teaches us how to do it week long. Yes. Because right? yeah. you think about the Bible, how many people had profound encounters with Jesus at a time they planned on? Come on. And right, how many people right. did God show up in a, in a place and a time they did not actually know it was coming? Right, you know, right. like mm-hmm. 99.9% of them, you know, yeah. it just, so we got to, we got to learn to be interruptible. Mm. Absolutely. And yeah, sometimes you got to get your kids. So you got to figure out like sometimes the practicalities of it make it difficult, but not impossible. Absolutely. Mm. You know, sometimes you just, and, and I think in that wrestling, we're dealing not just with practical things, but with maybe some heart things mm. yeah. of like, mm-hmm. how do I live that way in other spaces? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So oh. good. Uh, this, I mean, this is, thank you guys so much for sharing yeah. everything and just giving us a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, I'm kind of writing down some things here and like, you know, a couple of things you talked about, like don't miss that invitation to kind of come early, that call to, yeah, worship. Um, and it's like, like you said, Zylisi, it's not a rule you have to do, but it's something you can. It's an mm-hmm. opportunity yeah. to get ready. And then that notion of being fully present, 
Mm. Um, and bringing everything, including your baggage. And mm. I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking as you were talking about, like, I, I'm, I'm like, worship is this can be this, you know, there's healing that happens Amen. in worship, mm. but you can only heal what you bring for healing. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. if you have that attitude of, oh, I can't yeah. sing this, you know, yeah, can only heal the real you that's, that's showing right. up. And so that's, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me, I mean, literally on that, it's like, it reminds me, I think it's C.S. Lewis, but he says, like, the hmm. past has been determined, the future is yet to be, but the present moment is the closest to heaven that we're yeah. going to get because uh, this yeah. is where, like, God is working right now. Like, yeah. oh, that's, um, yeah. and yeah. it's kind of this just, like, idea of, like, if, when we bring ourselves fully present to the that's moment right. with God, yeah, like, you know, that's where sometimes he's just like, yep, this is heaven on earth is yeah. those moments yeah. when we just can, can do that and actually just intercede and ask. And, and, yeah. and, and so... I think sometimes we can live too far into the future, you know, or like yeah. live too back in the past. And I think sometimes when we are able to just bring ourselves into the moment with God, that's where at least I've seen him doing the deepest, mm-hmm. deepest work in my life, mm-hmm. not neglecting those things, honoring those things, and then bringing them into the present mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Because even as we're at praying, oftentimes spirit come, <clears throat> it's not, it is very intentional. And I think, again, this theme of going deeper is like spirit come. I want my spirit man to really rise in this mm, moment mm. because in my flesh again, mm. my flesh is tired. My flesh is weak. My flesh mm. is exhausted or burdened or what have you. But I need the spirit to come and really create this catalytic mm, space mm. where I can really pursue mm-hmm. and have this spiritual illuminating experience in worship it's exactly what you're talking about, right? It's mm-hmm. it's spirit come, spirit come and do what? I can I can hear some folks saying, "Why are we praying? What is the spirit going to do?" The mm-hmm. spirit is going to come and work. Yeah. The spirit mm-hmm. is going to come and All ignite right. and empower. Mm-hmm. And then we get to be very intentional when we hear spirit come and we get to go ahead and complete that. Spirit come and in this space do this in me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um making it personal so that yeah. there is this this wonderful goal of of just touching the heart of God and delighting in his presence yeah. through worship. Yeah, that's that. beautiful. Uh, well, we've talked about lots of things. We've yeah. lingered. That's yes. quite a long chat. <laughs> so I think I'm going to call it because that's a good place to finish. I feel like from yeah. Steve and Jordi and Zalicia there, there's some like mm. some invitation in the end of the mm. conversation mm. there. Mm. And so, yeah, just encourage you listening, like have a little, have a little think about these things, like come early, linger, stay late. Push yeah. worship out from Sunday into the rest of your week. Yeah. Bring bring some of your week into mm-hmm. Sunday. There's there's a kind of joined upness that's invited here, and I love that word you just said. It's like it's this catalytic worship, <laughs> like Amen. it it makes other things happen. Maybe some of the deeper is like, you know, worships like you just need to let it out of the box, like mm-hmm. see where it's going to fly. You know, well, and sometimes it's that deeper is just actually. One step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it yeah. doesn't yeah. have to be. Like, That's totally You'll get true. there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. But, consistency yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And thank yeah. you guys for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us. Much.